the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I'm your host, Dr. Don Raffa, and joined with me is my co-host, Anthony Dana. Good afternoon. How are you doing today, Anthony? I'm doing fine. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Yeah, tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. Yeah. So, do you have our title today of our show? So today we're doing the pros and cons of fear. Yeah. And with that, I have my quote ready mm-hmm. and ready for your interpretation. All right. So my quote is, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Very good. Thank you. Now, mm-hmm. so what are your thoughts on that quote? Not necessarily as it pertains to the Great Depression, but just as a psychologist. Well, I agree that a lot of people are afraid of fear. They do have fears, obviously. And really, our fear can be a hindrance or it could be a strength, I'd say. The only thing we really have to fear is having too much fear because that could definitely get in the way of our functioning. It is at the root of all anxiety disorders. So I would say that it has more to do with that than anything. What do you think? Well, I obviously I agree with you and I can't get away from the the quote itself and what FDR was was trying to do at the time because being a history teacher, I've just uh, you know studied that people in general will do crazy things when they're scared enough and that's at the time during the depression yeah he wanted everybody to just as best as they can relax to the hysteria and to the panic anytime anybody talks about you know oh well the economy today it's just you know it's almost as bad as it was during the depression and it's yeah, no, it isn't. You know, you had people, literally, I mean, you had stockbrokers jumping mm-hmm. out of buildings because they lost everything. I mean, oh, yeah. so, I mean, the depression was so terrible. And, and so that's, a, you know, that to me, what he was saying, don't be afraid of fear. Fear is, you know. Yeah, like embrace your fear. And also fear can be so debilitating and we can make really poor decisions based on fear. More on that later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to spoil the surprise. So um, what's your quote? I chose one that I personally love by someone I love. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And this is by Yoda. (laughs) Good quote that is. It is. Yeah. Yes. So it's iconic, right? What do you think this quote means by my man Yoda? He, I mean, you know, he breaks it down for you. I mean, he spells it out like, hey, listen, you know, it's the root of all evil. That yeah. pretty much says it all. Right. If you don't embrace your fear, it could build into anger and then that could lead to hate and then resentment and then suffering, which, you know, we mentioned about suffering and that's, you know, another topic, but it could be the excessive suffering. You know, the Buddhists talk about like having more suffering instead of just honoring our fear and accepting it, admitting it and learning to manage it. Right. Right. I mean, right. you had to, you had to pick that quote. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good, good quote. Kind of jealous because yours is way better than mine. But <laughs> Well, they're both iconic Yes, guys. they are. <laughs> they y- Yoda. One's and, green. This is yeah. where Yoda and FDR are both going to be compared to <laughs> say the same dialogue. It's funny. Shows our interest in right. uh, kind of our, our generation, right? <laughs> generation X. I'm not. Okay. I'm not that old. Okay. No, no, not FDR. No, I, I wasn't there when FDR said that. No. Okay. No, Just making sure we're clear. <laughs> 
All right. So do you have our uh, uh, Q&A for yes, today? Yes, Q&A. First question, Dr. Rafa, where do our fears come from? Well, I really believe that fears are learned, whether they are an experience, you know, like someone having a phobia of a dog or fear of a dog is because they maybe had a negative experience or got bit by a dog. I'm of the mindset as a uh, philosophy major in my undergrad, along with psych, with John Locke, with his tabula rasa theory, which is that that we're a blank slate at birth. We have no rules for processing data. We just are born a blank slate and our experiences color our beliefs. And this is also rooted in CBT that we perceive of a situation and we come up with some beliefs about ourselves, others in the world based on that perception. So I believe that we are not born with fears. We actually learn them. Question two. Fill in the blank, because it's the pros and cons of fear. So we're going to talk about the cons of fear. Fear is a bad thing because... Fear could be bad slash negative if it gets in the way of your functioning, if it keeps you from doing things you care about and you value, or it becomes so large that it hinders your behavior, it hinders doing things that you need for productivity or to activities of daily living to do things that, you know, to function in life. Oftentimes people have false fears. You know, they have these ideas in their mind that something's so scary and they never test it out to really see that it's not so bad. So it really can get in the way of functioning. And like I said, it's the root of all anxiety disorders. Okay. So all anxiety comes from fear. Yes. Fear of something real or imagined that like with the what ifs, like social anxiety we had talked about. What if I give this speech and everybody laughs at me? There's a fear, fear of embarrassment, fear of humiliation. Mm -hmm. And until, you know, that person goes out and gives a speech and maybe some people are yawning, maybe it's not so great, but they realize that, you know, it's not bad. And that's the way in which you build confidence and decrease doubt is to practice doing things that's scary. So I guess this transitions well into question number three. Okay. Fear is good. Fear is a good thing because what you just touched on. Right. Well, it can also help us to build confidence and it's really good to challenge ourselves daily to face our fears. First of all, we have to admit them, which some people have. That's the the biggest step and that's probably the hardest step, right? Sure, sure. The insight into having fears, it doesn't mean weakness. Everyone has fears and fear keeps us human. I mean, if we didn't have fear, we'd probably go out and do some dangerous stuff, risky behaviors, you know, drive really fast and perhaps get in a car accident or walk down a dark alley at night. You know, we need to have fear just like we need to have pain. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing, you know, so it can keep us on our toes. Cause like back in the caveman days, if you weren't afraid of that saber toothed tiger, you're getting eaten by that guy. (laughs) So you got to have some fear in order to survive. Right. Right. But once again, it's always, it always comes down to this, the happy medium, right? The moderation, taking chances and also recognizing that I can't be afraid all my life. I mean, my mother, she told me never to leave and don't go to Philly they're killing people and like really like mm-hmm. every other street corner is just like people are just but and again she was very you know protective and, and sure, uh, sure. worried for me but at the same time she's an older generation she was raised in the country so well the news as we all know is fear mongering it's, uh, it's best fear porn I mean, that's, that's what it is <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah. and uh, what's the uh, what's the tagline if it bleeds it leads you know mm. so if it's a murder or if it's something catastrophic we need to lead with that story not hey this veteran was honored today in this town and you know yep. for the 75th anniversary or what i mean we, we're the not happy- gonna leave with that yeah oh god no the happiness if you ever watch i'm sure you have but like the last five minutes of the news it's like you know the weather is that towards the end and then oh there was this cat parade. yeah and you might <laughs> oh yeah and you might get you might get a feel-good uplifting story at yeah, the very at end, the very end. Oh, kind of like so a by the so, way right oh so and so turned 100 you know like yeah absolutely yeah, exactly 
Yes, fear is, and that's a whole nother thing, by the way, Anthony, as you know, fear is so motivating for people. It motivates in advertising, it motivates in war, it motivates in corporate America. I don't want to go off on a, on a history <laughs> tangent, but yeah, too many examples of that. Being... Oh, it's used in psychology and sociology for sure. fear can be, you know, very used to control people and be very motivating. Yeah, I, well, I always say, you know, kind of kidding, but it's also half kidding, half serious. Fear is a great motivator. For discipline, absolutely. Yes. For obedience, for sure. sure. As long as it's used in the right hands, of How course. about the marketing? Like, you need to, to buy this product right away. This deal's going to end and you'll be missing out on this great opportunity. Exactly. It's fear of losing this great opportunity because tomorrow... The price the, is going to go it up. Does, yeah, the price is going to go up. And then you'll never have this product because everyone's going to buy it. How does CBT address fear in general? Since the cognitive model stems from, you know, the situations and there's our automatic thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, I look at people's beliefs that are attached to different situations about themselves, others, and the world. And we look at what feelings are associated with that. So what we generally do specifically for phobias is do exposure and response prevention, which we create a fear hierarchy, like a step one is a low-level fear. Like, for instance, if someone was afraid of riding an elevator, let's say. The first step on that would be like a low-lying kind of like fear-based step. Just look at the elevator. Let's just look at it, look at videos online, and then you record before, during, and after anxiety with that. Then next you get in the elevator and get out. Okay. And then you move up to riding the elevator by yourself, that kind of thing. So we would do that because you know what that teaches people to face their fears and realize it's not so bad. Now, of course, the elevator could get stuck, which is sometimes a gift because then people can realize that they survive and it's not so bad that they are stuck in an elevator. You know? Okay. So what would happen Mm -hmm. If you go into the elevator, yeah. what's the worst possible scenario? Well, that's the best question with anxiety disorders is uh, on the thought record, actually, mm -hmm. is what's the worst that can happen? And it's really important to get people then what? To finish out the end of the movie right. and then what? And then what? And then what? And then what? So teaching people that they are more resilient than they actually believe that they are. Right. Best case scenario for us is to actually do exposure in session. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I don't always have access to an elevator, right. although actually in my new office I will. But certain scenarios, if we can replicate that, with our patients. That and prolonged exposure are ways to help people tackle their fears. I guess maybe snakes would be tough for you to... Snakes? Uh, I, you know what I did, actually? I brought in spiders. Oh, real yeah. spiders. Real spiders, yeah. Oh, for some... Okay, so who's someone... scared, scared of spiders? Mm -hmm. Now, you weren't you know, uncomfortable with that at all? No, I do not have... You don't have that, you don't do have that fear? Okay. No, no, no. But a snake, mm, I would do if I had to. Like, we would start with online and then maybe go to the zoo or like somewhere where there's actually... So if snakes. Indiana Jones was one of your patients, yeah. you would have to think We'd of something to. like a scenario. I have a friend from college that her brother had a snake and she would wear him in the elevator. Okay. So sometimes you can encounter a snake and an elevator simultaneously. Wow. wow. So it's like, so is that like, where does your mind go? Like, I don't know which I'm more afraid of. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Right, exactly. All right, so I'm ready to play a game. So this game is, I took a survey mm. from Chapman University for top 10 fears. Okay. I took it from 2019 okay. because I wanted to be COVID free because in 2020, uh -huh. I'm sure there would be some oh. skewed results mm. there. And that certain year, I can understand why there could be fear of a lot of different things that isn't the norm. So let's go with 2019. Okay. And which I think a lot of people would maybe appreciate like, yes, good. We don't yeah. want to have an out liar during a pandemic so okay yeah so <laughs> this is bc before covid so how the game is played okay three strikes and you're out yeah. and try to get all 10 in whatever order and i'll just tell you where you let me get a pen here so i can like mark it off 
So what would you say would be on this list? Okay, as far as fears? Fears. So um, heights? Heights is number two. Ooh. So there you go. That is one of my fears, by the way. Good to know. Public speaking? Public speaking. Ding, ding, ding. Number seven. Okay. Wow, number seven. Okay. Okay, so I don't know if this would be on there. Humiliation? Yeah, see, that's just it. Like, you could be humiliated. You could feel humiliated if you're publicly speaking. You could feel True. humiliated. I don't know. Like, like social anxiety. That's, you know what, I'm going to give you a pass because okay. that one, that's yeah. But I, but I do, you know what, now I think about it, I do agree with you. Public speaking, I think a lot of these people either didn't think of mm-hmm. that, maybe, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, you know what, a lot of actors and actresses and performers have public speaking and social anxiety disorder. So what I try to do in class is make students go once a year, go up in front of the class, Yeah. whether it's five or 10 minutes. And I don't care. One year I had this AP class Mm -hmm. and this one student refused to do it. And he was a straight A, slipped through the cracks, never got in front of the class. And he was a senior. I don't know how he, but I said, listen, there was one project that he ended up getting like a 75 on, which was ridiculous because he would have gotten, you know, an A and I think he might've gotten even a B plus that market period. So finally, and again, it was for me, I was just stubborn because I'm like, you're getting up there. No, it's good. Exposure. It's exposure. So I noticed he always had on like Metallica t-shirts and Black Sabbath t-shirts. So I said, okay. So the fourth market period, seniors, AP, they get really complacent and it's getting them to do anything is impossible. Right. So, okay, we're going to do a project and they have to do a paper and a speech on anything, a European figure that you admire, anything, anything European history. So I said to him, so what do you, I said, so (laughs) the student, let's call him Fred. I said, hey, Fred, what are you going to do your paper on? Because the paper was part of the grade and he was just going to write the paper and just not do the public speaking part, which Mm -hmm. was going to hurt him again. And I said, how about you do Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. Is, is British? British. I said, um, why don't you do one on Ozzy? I go, I can do that. I go, it's fourth market period. You know, you already got accepted to your college and do you admire him? Why do you admire him? Tell me about, you know what? Educate me. Educate the class on Ozzy Arp. He got up there and this was a kid who was scared of his own shadow that refused to go up there. And he was just like so natural talking about Black Sabbath and Ozzy and everything. And I was just like, wow. It has to be very relevant to that person to be able to do it. And it's really important, by the way, for social anxiety disorder to have that exposure. And that's part of the assignments, homework assignments, is to do public speaking or talk in front of people. But it was fun for all of us because we are all looking at each other like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Yeah, because he, he's very quiet and shy and reserved normally. And I bet you that experience, he remembers that experience. I bet it was probably, Oh, I don't know. It was Maybe, probably very relevant. I think I remember it way more than he does. He probably remembers it as the you know, stupid teacher <laughs> maybe go up there and, well, I mean, he didn't seem uncomfortable. I don't know. I mean, but it well, worked out. I mean, it was good prep because in college, you know, you have to do public speaking. So, so here we go. I so here we go. Things. So we got heights was number two. Yeah. Public speaking was number seven. So yeah. go ahead. All right. So this is one that people come in with pretty frequently. Needles. Uh, yes, that was number five. And when I saw that, I go, Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. And piggybacking on that medically, blood. Not no. blood. So eh, there's eh. your first X. Oh, it's like okay. a family feud strike. Um, cool. You're still good. You still got um seven more to choose. Plenty of opportunities here. So animals would be okay. So I don't know if I should specific animals. I need to be specific. Okay, so All I'll right. give you a little hint there. So you're you're warm, but you gotta go with specific animals. Right. And there's only one animal on here and it's not we talked about spiders it's not spiders all right so here's my second choice sharks <laughs> why would you go sharks i was gonna say dogs but... no don't even go we talked about this earlier we did indiana jones oh snakes snakes oh. snakes is number one get out it, it, listen it was a survey it was a college <laughs> and it was you Come. know 
Yeah, the sample size is cute to college. It depends. It, it all varies, right? Okay. All right. So snakes, we'll still go with one strike and snakes. Oh, so snakes, heights. Number three, let's just do this. I'll mm. lead you where I want you to go. Number three is a person that uses needles. A clown. Uh, no, okay. Clown. Okay. Okay. Clown is number six. I don't know a clown that uses needles, but you might not want to. I know one or two. Well, okay. But number well, I don't know what, who who you're, uh, you know, what kind of uh, party you're planning here or where you get these people. All right. You never know. Who's Number, okay, it's a profession. Oh, dentist. Yes. Uh, and so I'm thinking, is, is your dentist a clown? What if it's a dentist that's a clown? <laughs> Whoa. That, that would, would be, be horrifying for some people. Like, you're, dentist, you're scared enough to go. You're, and a needle. You're scared. You're scared of the dentist. You that's go in there. Flooding. And you're lying there, you know, waiting. And he comes in and you hear honk, honk. <laughs> And the dental assistant has a snake over her shoulder. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really like more than the type. There you go. Do. There's a nightmare. All right. So we have dentist number three. Number four is mm -hmm. it's the feeling of it's not a certain thing. Falling? No, it's not falling. It's yeah, I can't without giving it away. Uh, mm -hmm. Confined spaces. Number four. Or, oh, or like claustrophobia. claustrophobia. Yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't kind know how like, to really... Kind of like antique stores. Oh, yeah. Some of them can be very, very, yeah, mm. tight like quarters. Bed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have five was needle, six is clowns, seven is public speaking, mm -hmm. eight is... It's not a certain thing, but it's what can be out there. Aliens? No. Well, they could be out here. <laughs> Aliens could be... People are afraid of UFOs. It's kind of like the unknown. Fear it's not the unknown, but what... Oh, death? No. Although death is number 10. Okay. Which I'm happy that it's... So far, you know, I mean, no, this is something that you don't know what's there because you can't, here's a big hint, see it. Dark? Yes, Ooh, the dark. That's a huge one. Yeah, and that's number eight. It's funny, my daughter was not scared of anything when she was two, three, four years old. And then when she got to be like five or six, then she's all of a sudden like, of the dark. Daddy, yeah, can you walk me upstairs? Or I'm like, what? You're afraid of the dark now? You used she to run around it. in the dark. Yeah, but she now- She must have learned it somewhere. She, she, she learned it. I didn't teach her that, but. <laughs> and number nine is something that has to do with number two, which is heights. But different. Water. Well, how does water? Flying. Flying. Yes. How does Flying. water have to do with heights? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. People I don't are know. Afraid of the ocean. Drowning. I, I mean, know. that would have been. Drowning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So flying. Flying. Actually, you know what? In um, I went to an anxiety disorder workshop. It was CBT based, and the man who was running the workshop was a psychologist, and he had patients. He worked specifically with down in North Carolina with people who had fear of flying, and it was I don't know if it was the Naval Academy. I don't remember. Wait, it was North Carolina. It was in North Carolina. If you're flying, and it's ironic that that's where the Wright brothers, the Wright brothers they're yeah. first in flight, go figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have just been an airline, honestly, commercial airline. And they work with people who had fear of flying, and they did exposure therapy with those individuals, which I thought was fantastic because you can take a bunch of people and expose them to fears. So that was like a specific program, you know? Okay. The next... You have another game. I have you? another game. It is phobias. And I'm going to give okay. you the name of a phobia. Oh, okay. You Fine. tell me what they are. Okay. Now, again, a few of them are going to be T-ball questions, and sure. then we're going to get to obscure, ridiculous ones that I don't expect you to know, which could be fun. Okay. Okay. Believe it or not, the first one I just looked up maybe five seconds ago while you were finishing that story. Uh -huh. Mascophobia. What do you think that's the fear of? Mascophobia. Mascophobia. Okay, so is it one of these simpleton things that it's actually a mask? Yes, it's a mask. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fear of masks. Like so, any kind of masks. Yes. So. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Like COVID masks? Well, yes, that's oh, what I was getting at. I could have written people out. They had a mask. They have maskophobia. You could have, this I is a legitimate, said, yes. No, 
Well, no, sorry, he has maskophobia. Little, oh uh, gosh, a little too late now, man. Uh, I could have got. Thank I could have gone out of wearing Thank God it's too late now, though. Yeah. Oh, All right. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Arachnophobia. That is the fear of a spider. Yes, it is. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Now, some of these, I'm going to try not to butcher the names. Ophidiophobia. Fear of hammers. No, it begins with an O. Ophibio. It's fear of snakes. Is it? Yeah. Back Which? Yeah, but I thought it. I don't know. It just. I bet you it's from a Latin word. Probably. Okay. okay, next one. Astrophobia. Fear of stars. Well, Space. Something that comes from the sky. Rain. What comes with rain? Clouds. What kind of rain? Thunderstorms. Thunderstorms. There you go. Oh, you know, I did exposure therapy with someone who was afraid of thunderstorms. And did you hook him up with a thunder buddy? No. A thunder bunny. Oh, you mean like the... the like in Ted. Yeah. Thunder oh, buddies. Like in Ted. Oh, you know what they have for dogs? The thunder vest. Okay, oh, so I, I think you're vest. cheating because sinophobia is fear of dogs, and that was my next oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my... Maybe it's my, your intuition. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one. Fear of dogs like that one. Fear of dogs howling? <laughs> yeah, maybe that one. Okay. Next one is... Th this one does come from the Greek theophobia. Fear of religion? Yes. How did you know that? Because theology is religion. There, I was thinking of Theo Huxtable, but yeah, theophobia <laughs> as theology and the fear or of God, fear of people the fear of God or religion signified by unexplainable and intense fear of God with major display of avoidance. Nice. There's well, a lot of people that Well, have I remember that. I said avoidance is the number one behavioral response to fear. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is fear of public or not being able to escape. Like staying home and not being out in public? Basically. Well, yeah, it's fear of being alone. What? Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Agoraphobia, A-G-O-R-A. -A. No, that's right. Panic disorder is, is with or without agoraphobia. Okay. It's typically escape, but okay. Okay. Um, mysophobia. Oh, mysophobia. Touch? Mm, no, not fear of touch. Fear of germs. Ger yeah. Oh, yeah. germs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, this one you won't get. I don't expect you to. And I... You have no faith in me, Anthony? Well, okay. If you do... <laughs> You'll buy me dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. You know what? And there'll be... um. No, okay. Or, or, how do you say this? Iraq. It but to be a... Oh, I can't pronounce it right. It's fear of getting peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. Get out. I swear that's a fear. But this word is so long. That's super specific. Yeah. Iraq ibutiburi phobia. Uh, well, anyway, I was going to say, yeah, I'll get you dinner with peanut butter pie <laughs> as a dessert. And then finally, <laughs> this is one that I think you have. You do? Yes. It's atelophobia. Atelophobia. Fear of imperfection. Oh. Yes. I think I have that fear. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that rings affirmative with you. Mm, thank you. Yeah, okay, so, well, but that's it. Well, we, that and heights. Heights, yes, heights yeah. and imperfection. Mm, public speaking, I used to not like it. I used to get like really nervous and red, and now I'm, I practiced it throughout my career. And now I'm much better at giving speeches and uh, being well, on my podcast, obviously. Well, I think if it's something that you're well-versed in, that you know very you well, can speak well yeah. it, you could speak very easily about it. And Absolutely. it's not even like you're, you're even like, you know, you're worried about, it. I mean, there might be that initial, yeah. oh, all these people are staring at me thing, sure. but you know. But then, exactly. You feel confident in what you're delivering and, and you're passionate about your cause or your, uh, your topic. Right. You have a mission. I have an objective. I need yeah. to tell these people yeah. whatever it is. I'm going to go do that. Right. So, right. all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's games. Yeah. And, so, um, so what have we learned today, Anthony? Well, we've learned that fear can be a good thing mm -hmm. and a bad thing. It can be a bad thing if you let it. It can be a bad thing if you let it. First piece is obviously, you know, acknowledging you have it, admitting you have it, whether it's a fear of heights or imperfection or dogs or snakes. Bridges, that's another one too, by the way, that uh, a lot of people are afraid of. I, I yeah, I know people that 
you know, they, they close their eyes. Tell me when they're over the bridge. I go, really? Yeah. Like, what do you do when you drive? I go, people avoid bridges. I've had people avoid highways oh, and avoid wow. bridges. Wow. Yeah. So it's embracing your fear. It's acknowledging it. And it's also learning to be brave and experiencing it. So the thing with exposure and response prevention is you, I can tell people it'll be fine if you go over that bridge and that elevator and touch that snake. Well, for the most part, maybe we touch a snake, but they have to experience it in order to believe it in their heart. That it's okay. Do you think people in general just don't want to admit that they're afraid of anything because that shows weakness? For sure. Like certain personality disorders, like narcissism. Yeah, for sure. People and women too, not just men. I can't generalize. All narcissists are men? No, no, no. I'm saying the machismo. Oh God, no. I know plenty of women who are narcissists. No, no. um, The macho, boys Mm. don't cry, don't admit weakness. Like girls don't get those same messages. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. All right. By the way, we are at over a thousand, a thousand and forty-six, I believe, downloads. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, everyone, and all of your support. Even in other countries, we're getting some some downloads. We're big in Africa. Yeah. Africa. Do we know what part of Africa? I have to check. I don't know. I have okay. To so uh, yeah, little <laughs> little statistics that are meaningful to us. So as always, thanks for listening to our show. Somebody's gonna think I just made that up. Like, oh yeah, we're like you know, like no. the saying, like right. oh you know, I'm hey, I'm big in Japan or I'm big. No, in no. that was a statistic that yes. uh, our editor gave us. You know what? Next we show, look at the charts. we will have proof. We'll have a footnote. On and it. by that time, maybe we'll be, you know, even bigger, I don't know, in Greenland or somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> so Antarctica. Actually, Alaska. We have some like... Yes, Alaska. Downloads too, yeah. All right. So thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at uh, www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. We are available on most podcast distributions like Apple... Spotify, Pandora, Amazon as well. So email us if you have any questions at info at innerbalancepsychology.com. I will be sure to reply to them if you have suggestions for the show or any comments. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance. See you next time.